Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida State, the home team for this game, as the Atlantic Coast Conference representative, comes in with a record of 13 wins and zero losses. Champions of the ACC, this is Florida State's 11th appearance in the Capital One Orange Bowl, third most all-time. Georgia, the visiting team in this game, representing the Southeastern Conference, comes in with a record of 12 wins and one defeat, finishing first in the SEC East. The Bulldogs are making their fifth appearance here in the Capital One Orange Bowl and second in the last three years. We will first welcome Florida State head coach Mike Norville to say a few opening remarks and then we'll hear from Coach Kirby Smart. Coach Norville. Well, first off, just want to uh, you know, say thank you to the Orange Bowl and uh, you know, the Orange Bowl committee. You know, the hospitality this week has been incredible. It's been a great bowl experience for our players. You know, an opportunity to to, to come to work to uh, to enjoy the time together, and uh, you know, it's really been a special week. And just so grateful for everybody associated with the bowl and just uh, the way they've treated our student athletes, uh, our family, our friends. You know, it's it's been a been a wonderful week. Uh, you know, this has been a special season. It's been one that uh, you know I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of the way. Way that they have uh, worked throughout the course of the year, you know, the adversity that we face, the way they've responded to it, uh, you know, everything building up to, to finish, you know, as an undefeated conference ch- champion uh, was something that was truly special for us, uh, you know, coming into this bowl game, uh, you know, have a, have a tremendous opportunity. Uh, some guys that will be getting, you know, you know, more work than what they've, what they've had throughout the course of the season, uh, but they get their opportunity, they get their shot, and to be able to do it against, uh, you know, a wonderful team in Georgia that's uh, is so very well coached, uh, you know, got great players, you know, very talented, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a great challenge for our team, uh, but I can tell you we're excited about the opportunity, and, uh, you know, our guys have worked really hard. Uh, they've invested a lot, and, uh, you know, it has been a, a special season for us on and off the field, and uh, just so proud of uh, our players and the way they, that they've represented, uh, you know, Florida State University and, uh, you know, all of all of our players, past and present, by the way that they've played and continue to respond to all situations. So uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to tomorrow and, uh, you know, the, the game Game that's at uh, the, the game that's ahead, uh, but uh, you're definitely you're proud of our guys for the work that they've invested. Thank you very much, Coach Norville. Now, Coach Smart. Yeah, I would reiterate what Mike said. Every time I've ever come to the Orange Bowl, and I've been here multiple times, the Orange Bowl committee, um, the staff members, the people that host the hospitality room, the guys involved with our players, uh, Eric Palms, the CEO, they, they do a tremendous job of making sure it's first class. Everybody likes coming down here because of the weather, the beaches, and all the beautiful things you get. So I know the energy for our players has been very enthusiastic. 
Uh, they've loved the work. They love being down here. Uh, about 20 or 30 percent of our team was in the same location uh, two years ago. So when we got the practice facility, it was very comfortable. We knew where we were. We knew what we needed to do, and we got to work on that. I have a lot of respect for uh, Mike and his staff. Uh, we've recruited more and more against them uh, recently as uh, they've returned to prominence and uh, having grown up where I grew up, 30 minutes from Tallahassee, I grew up uh, watching Florida State play and went to a lot of their games. So I have a lot of respect and I think it's great for college football when uh, Florida State is uh, always in the conversation. So his staff's done a tremendous job. They recruit in our state, we recruit in their state. Um, have a lot of respect for them and looking forward to a, an outstanding uh, game, an exciting game to go play uh, in Hard Rock. Thank you very much, Coach Smart. And now we'll open it up for questions now for both coaches. So we ask that again, you please raise your hand, be acknowledged, a microphone will be brought to you by our staff. Please state your name, affiliation, which coach you would like to answer your question. And we'll begin our questions right now. We have a question already. Tom D'Angelo, Palm Beach Post for both coaches. Um, what is the solution to what's happening in college football, especially in the month of December? Uh, the way the schedule is, you guys have so many things on your plate to pull in all different directions with transfer portal, with recruiting high school, with bowl game preparations. Uh, what, could each, each one of you just, you know, what, what do you think the solution is to all of this? Uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll just jump off. I mean, I think it, it is a challenging time, you know, in the, in the month of December. And, uh, you know, I think the NCAA has, has taken some positive you know, strides in a, in a sense of, uh, you know, creating the dead week, you know, there after the final regular season game. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's great for the teams that are not playing in a championship game, but when you do play in a championship game, it just kind of uh, it pours gasoline onto uh, all the issues of, of what you have to, to do and, and uh, you know, the experiences for one, the student athlete, but also the coaching staff. Um, you know, for us, uh, I'm sure it's very, very similar for uh, for you know, Coach Martin, their staff. You know, we we went into Sunday after the championship game, and you know, still seeing where you're going to play and what what that's going to look like. Um, you know, you have have a short meeting with the players, and then we were on the road recruiting, and you know, you know that night, you know, being in multiple home home visits, it it really, you know, they, they didn't get a chance to sit down and really spend, you know, that 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 much time with our players once that was done because you're you're into the next part of what the calendar offers uh, you get in a bowl season transfer portal all those all those things uh, you know it's it's hard for the players it's challenging for the coaches um, you know I, I think when you look at the the, the time of the signing date uh, you know it really um, you know it's a it it forces a lot of decisions, you know, you know, at, at a rapid pace. But, uh, you know, I think as we continue to evaluate and look at it, you know, we got to be careful on, on all changes. We're quick to make changes and sometimes not always, you know, even those coaches a lot of the times will talk about the ripple effect of what will happen. Um, you know, I think we really got to continue to evaluate that. And before we make these, you know, grand changes that you are know, aware of, aware of the, uh, the ripple effects to the calendar and really how it affects the student athlete, as well as, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, the benefit of, of programs and coaches and, and, you know, efficiently and effectively being able to do the job to the best of our ability. Yeah. I don't know that I have a perfect solution. I don't think anybody does. Um, but there's, there's issues and problems, and I think the fallout of this is going to be a five, ten-year study when they look back and, you know, kids are going to be graduating at less of a rate. Maybe that's not important. We've got to decide if they're student athletes or not because uh, what we're seeing is decisions are being made less on student athletes and on 
where they need to go and, and financial reasons with NIL and the portal mixed together. So there's a lot less decisions being made based on where a school starts. And you could push all this movement till January, but everybody's school starts at a different time. Does it matter that, that their school starts at a different time? I don't think many of the kids make their decision based on that. So when school starts in January, uh, guys got to go decide where they're going. Um, signing the high school kids earlier and then going into the portal after signing the high school kids would certainly create a little less confusion instead of both going on simultaneous. You don't know what you have going in or out, and it's all happening at once. So it's, I don't think anybody has a perfect solution, but uh, certainly we're headed towards some tough times if it continues at this rate. Okay, to our right. Kirby, Zach Line, Channel 2 in Atlanta. Uh, Two-part question. Do you have a game status update for Brock? And then way down the road when your grandkids ask you, what was it like, if this is his last game, what was it like coaching and his legacy at the University of Georgia? Yeah, his legacy is he's a tremendous athlete, great toughness. Um, never seen a kid come back from a significant injury like that that fast. Uh, pretty remarkable the, the numbers he hit and what he was able to do um, as he came back and he kind of changed the culture of the work ethic around especially on our offense um, to see him go out there and compete and work like he did for the three years he has has been pretty remarkable I mean he, he, he is uh, a machine when it comes to practice doesn't get tired works his tail off and uh, he set a standard that'll be there for a long time. I mean, he's affected Oscar Delp. He affected Darnell. Uh, he's affected the young tight ends. Um, he's affected everybody on the offense in terms of how he practices. We'll see. To the left. Irish Schofield, Warchant.com. Kirby, uh, it's been a few years, but can you reflect on your time at Florida State, what you learned from Coach Andrews and Coach Bowden, and maybe how that helped you in your career? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was a defense coordinator at Valdosta State and um, decided to go be a graduate assistant, which people would say was a step down, but to be in a room with uh, Mickey Andrews, Odell Hagens, uh, Joe Kynes, Jody Allen, uh, Skevin Steele, a lot of really good minds in college football, it helped shape me. Um, sitting in a staff room with Coach Bowden for two years, uh, getting to see how he ran the team and how he commanded the respect of the team uh, was really instrumental in, in my upbringing as a coach. Two of the best years I had. I got a graduate degree from FSU and was able to be, you know, 45 minutes from my hometown. And uh, it was just a tremendous experience for me. Question in the rear on the right? Or in the middle on the right? In the front on the right? Jordan Hill, Dogs 24-7. Kirby, just how is Stacy doing and who's sort of stepped up while he's been absent? Yeah, um, Stacy was a little sick before the Christmas break, and we thought the break, I think we had four days, three or four days off, and we thought he would bounce back. Uh, and then when we got ready to come back to work the 25th, he was still um, struggling. So Ron had him check in, um, feel like he's doing really well. He's moving around in the hospital now in Athens. Don't think he's going to make it down uh, uh, for the game. Uh, they don't want to move him right now, but he is up and moving and recovered. His wife, Trish, said he's ordinary as hell, so she's having to deal with him. Um, but he's got a wonderful wife and, and two daughters, and um, I know he'll bounce back. So in his, in his uh, absence, Man Ray, we put Man Ray on St. Amar on the field, and uh, he's done a tremendous job. He's been an offensive line coach uh, several places. He was over at Alabama for a while. He's a kid from North Gwinnett who grew up in a, a great football kind of system. So he's jumped right in and done a great job. On the right. Uh, Will McBroom, WVFS Tallahassee. Coach Norvell 
Uh, obviously, a lot of veteran players are not going to be playing in this game. Um, how is that, though, uh, translated into the younger players who are getting their first shot, in some cases, at major action? What has their attitude been towards having that opportunity for this game? I mean, they're excited, and uh, you know, there's been a there's been a great buzz around about a program uh, because you know you, you you work for opportunity, and that's what that's what the greatest thing about football is that you never know when that moment's going to show up. You know, never know when your number's going to be called, but you got to be prepared for it. And so, you know, there's there's guys that, that are on this uh, on this team that are make make major contributions in this game that have been preparing for this for for their entire life, and now for for the the, the chance to go showcase who you are to be able to do it in the Capital One Orange Bowl against Georgia. Georgia, who's, who's been really the standard of college football over the last, you know, you know, three years. I mean, it, that's been the elite level. This is their chance, and you know, you, every player always wants more. Well, you know, you you work, you build. Sometimes it might not be the the instant gratification that you want, but you you push yourself uh, to put yourself in a position when when that time comes that you are ready. And uh, you know, I've really just appreciated the way that our guys have worked. I think we we try to do a great job throughout the course of the season to continue to help the development of some of our younger players, some of those guys that might not be on that that front line uh, you throughout the, the course of the year, and uh, you know, to prepare you for times like this. And you know, we faced adversity throughout the season, and guys had to rise up and. You know, guys had to be inserted uh, you know, throughout our journey of, of uh, you know, working to win a conference championship, and, and, they, and they were ready. Uh, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them play here tomorrow. Second row on the left. Matt Marshall, the Orlando Sentinel. Mike, uh, how, what have you seen out of Brock, and what are your expectations going into tomorrow and, and for you know, having him having the last couple weeks of, of going through camp and everything? You know, Brock. I mean, he's a he's a remarkable young man, and uh, you know, he's he's mature beyond his, his his age. I mean, the way that he approaches uh, practice, the way he approaches the meeting room, you know, his excitement and really just the uh, the charisma he brings, you know, to the guys that are around him. You know, you know, being his first start, being ACC conference uh, you know championship, uh, you know, there was a lot on it, and it's and really, you know, this is his first week going into a game week, knowing that he was going to be the starter because you know there was some uncertainty there you know, even in the championship week and how. Hey, how practice reps you know, kind of went. So, uh, you know, I, I love I love his attitude. I love his approach. I think he's very talented. Uh, you know, he's got uh, you know he's got you know the you know all the the characteristics you you look for in what you want a quarterback to be. And uh, you know he learned some lessons in that first game. And now it's a, now it's a you know an opportunity to go and, and improve and and you know help those guys around him. Uh, you know to go play it at at the highest level that we possibly can. And you know he's got a, a great deal of energy and excitement for tomorrow. And like I told him, I mean, we just need him to go out there and be himself. And if he does that, continue to improve, continue to get better, learn from the experiences that he's had. You know, got uh, great confidence in, in how he'll play. Next to last row on the right. David Hale with ESPN. Uh, Mike, I, you, you talk so much to your players about controlling what you can control and not letting the other stuff affect them. Uh, this past month has been a lot of things that are out of your control, starting with the committee's decision, certainly the opt-outs and portal stuff up to the lawsuit being filed last week. Has this tested your uh, resolve on that premise more than maybe any other time in your career? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I think so. I mean, when you sit there and you look at, uh, you know, you know 
the challenges that present themselves. I mean, we are in a we're in a wonderful place with a wonderful position. I mean, there's nothing to to sit back and, and hold your head, you know, or hang your head about. I mean, this team, you know, they went through an, an incredible season, and from where we were four years ago to where we are now, I mean, you've seen tremendous growth, uh, tremendous belief, you know, just a, a wonderful culture and, and team that we get to be a part of. I uh, mean, but the challenges have presented themselves, and uh, you know, for us, it's uh, you know, we, we always talk about that response. We talk about you know the the, the mindset of what you're going to bring uh, to to things that you can't control, and you know ultimately you know it, it still provides opportunity, which provides choice, and you know that's where you know the thing we've continued to, to hit with our guys and continue to hammer you know hammer through uh, this journey is that you know. You know, whether you're a first year or whether you're in your last year, you know this is this could be a defining moment moment for you. And so go make the most of it. You know, given everything that you have, you know, try to block out all the outside noise and to just continue to, to focus on your improvement and just being better than what you've been. And you know, there's there, there's been some tough choices for guys to have to make. Uh, you know, I support our players in, in uh, you know in their journey. And you know, there's been you know it was a. It was hard. There was a, they, a lot of more hurt, you know, in, in decisions of things that they couldn't control. But you know, ultimately, you know, I, I believe in where you know we're going to continue to build to you know through the experiences, right? And then you know, obviously, just grateful for all that our, our players have poured in to our program throughout this journey. First row on the left. Yeah, Mike Griffith from Dog Nation. Kirby, before this year, I don't think a number one team had ever dropped out of the top four on a final weekend, and. There's obviously been a trend with a lot of players opting out, skipping the bowl game, and that opportunity to play with their teammates one final time. I don't think Georgia's had any opt-outs. Can you talk about the decisions that the guys made to play with one another and what went into building that culture? Well, I think uh, the leaders of the team kind of spearheaded that. I, I, you know, I stay out of it. I met with each um, player that was draft eligible or seniors that, that are you know have – uh, draft grades and, and just spoke with them and very honest and uh, talked to them and then they had to make the decision with their family members and uh, they, they they want to go out on top they they don't want their last Georgia outing to be uh, what what was the SEC championship so they put their minds to it and it was a little bit of a uh, uh, almost contagious deal one guy did it another guy did it and they wanted to play so um, certainly very proud of that, but I, I do think we're going to have guys get more opportunities in this game than we would have normally had just through the injuries because we've had uh, significant injuries and a lot of guys who have not been able to practice uh, during the bowl run just because of the injuries coming out of uh, the SEC championship. But I'm certainly proud of the guys that decided to and they want to finish together and I think finishing is important. You know, I don't think enough people talk about it and everybody says, well, this is what you should do, this is what you should do. I mean, the kids, the kids that love football, they want to play football. And uh, it's the Orange Bowl. I mean, you got an opportunity to go play in the Orange Bowl, and that's not given to everybody. On the right? Chip Towers, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, Kirby, where did you guys end up practicing yesterday, and what were you all able to get in? Uh, got a little bit in. I, I, I'm not going to get into the details of all that. Uh, got a little bit of a, a walk done and just tried to get out in some fresh air to get out of that hotel. <laughs> but um, it was rainy. It was wet and nasty all day, and we did not want to stay uh, cooped up in the hotel. So we're able to move around a little bit and get out, and uh, we'll do the same thing today. Get out. It's going to be uh, nice and cool, I think, around 65, 66. Uh, the first day it was really warm for our guys and we tried to crank the heat up in our indoor back home and uh, got it up to like 75 76 and it was it was warm I guess it was on uh, 
Wednesday here, and then Thursday we got, or Tuesday here, and then we got the rain uh, yesterday. Gentlemen. Ashton Kasson from Tallahassee.com. Um, Mike, Ja'Kai Douglas is listed as a um, running back on the depth chart. What does it say about his um, versatility, his um, unselfishness, to be able to you know, be willing to change positions for this game? Yeah, you know, Ja'Kai, uh, he's been a great player for us uh, yeah, and a great playmaker just uh, throughout his, his years here, here in, at Florida State. You know, he came in um, you know, kind of in that dual role, being able to play running back, you know, being able to play, uh, you split out and play receiver. You know, he's kind of transitioned more to receiver these last few years. He had a big game against Pitt uh, when we really needed him, when Keon and Johnny were, were, were both out. Um, but then, you know, coming into this game, you know, we've had a, you know, uh, running back positions kind of taking a little bit of a hit. Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, LT uh, is not to be able to play you know, due to a, due to an, an injury uh, that that was was had in the uh, in the championship game and so you know we had to, to make some adjustments and you know Jakai is he's so unselfish and he cares so much about this team and uh, you know he does have a very versatile skill set in the things that he can do that that allows him that that uh, that flexibility and so uh, and that's one of the things we try to look for in recruiting too you know guys that can do it all because you never know you know what opportunity might present itself and uh, how we can showcase you know, all the skills and talents that these guys have and I think Jakai is a wonderful example of that. Mr. Tim Reynolds. Appreciate that. Tim Reynolds with the AP. Mike, how difficult, oh, two, kind of a question in two parts. Is there still anger or is it more of acceptance now that to follow, you, you, like everyone says, you can control what you can control about the committee's decision and kind of to that end, how, how difficult is it, will it be and has it been for you to accept that you're just never going to know what might have been? What might have been if Jordan hadn't gotten hurt? What might have been if, if the committee had given you a shot? Just how, how difficult is all that to accept? No, it is. It, it, those are all things outside of our control. But, uh, you know, there will always be feelings about that. And I'll, ne I'll never get to say that, that that's, not, that's not real because I'm going to always have feelings about that, that decision and, you know, the things that, uh, you know, I've had, had to, you know, to see the effect to our players. And, you know, there's, there's guys that are not playing in this game, you know, that have played their last game as Florida State Seminoles, um, and they gave everything that they had, you know, you in it. And there's, you know, I think that's you know, some of the hurt that they experienced, that we experienced just from not getting the opportunity to go and, um, you know, to show that what we believed, you know, we had an opportunity to achieve. But, uh, you know, this has been a team of, of great resolve. This has been a, tr a team that has overcome adversity. Um, you know, I think, you know, when you sit there and you look, and not a whole, a whole lot of people, you know, would have predict, you know, predicted or expected, you know, for us to go undefeated this year. You know, you lose Jordan and you have to play, you know, our, one of our biggest rivals, you know, to go and, and have our backup quarterback go down and to go, uh, you know, have to win a conference championship. And the way that that was done, it was just from the response. And I think it showed the heart, showed the character, uh, you know, of our team and, and, you know, what we've built within this program. And, you know, we're still, we're still at the beginning of where we're going. And uh, you know, are great days ahead here in front of, in front of this program and you know but it still doesn't get it back for the guys that, that are playing in there that they played in their last year here at Florida State and uh, you know that's 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 what hurts and uh, you know ultimately um, you know we're excited for opportunity and you know it, it does have to go back to control the things you can 
control. There's, there's plenty of times in life, and I've told, told this to our team and to each of the players, there's going to be times in life where things don't go you know, the, the right way or the way that you expected them to go or maybe even what you've earned. You, you don't always receive you know, you know, the, uh, um, the reward for that, but you, know, you do control the response. And what you do with it, where you go, and uh, you know, the attitude which you bring, I mean, that's, that's what's going to def define the identity of what you have. So uh, I know we're going to go out tomorrow, we're going to fight with everything that we have to go put our best on that field. And, uh, you know, I'm excited we get to do it against a, a great opponent, a great, you know, a great staff that we get to compete against. And, uh, you know, this is something that is going to continue to help push our program to, to ultimately where we're going to where we're going to end up. In the rear. Uh, questions for Coach Smart, uh, Allison Posey, WCTV in Tallahassee. I want to go back to your time at Valdosta State. Just maybe favorite memory of being a Blazer, but also how did your time in South Georgia, growing up in Bainbridge, coaching at Valdosta State, shape you into who you are today? My favorite memory of Valdosta State would be beating Central Arc. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. We, I think we had a game there. We were down. A 30, lot of points. 31 to 7, first half, and good, good halftime adjustment, sir. Are you playing then? Yes. That's crazy. 31 to 7, and I, I was like, I can't believe we came back and won this game. Um, that was 2001, maybe, or 2000. I don't know when it was. But, um, I had a great time at Valdosta State. It was a, a pleasure to work there. Um, a lot of great staff members, cradle of coaches. Been a lot of good coaches come out of Valdosta State. Uh, it was not fun riding a bus to Arkadelphia, uh, 18 hours, um, and then driving home. And you got home Sunday, and you had to go straight into work because by the time you got home, you had to start on the next game. But uh, I learned a lot of football. I learned a lot about coaching. Um, I enjoyed my time there. And that, that impact was uh, probably cut my teeth recruiting because I knew the back channels and the roads down through South Georgia. And I'd grown up there and a lot of respect for my dad as a high school coach. So I, I got welcomed into a lot of schools. And we signed a lot of really good players at Valdosta State from South Georgia. On the right side. Good morning, DJ Jones with Sports Visions. This question is for both coaches. We know that this time of year is, is very integral as far as getting the younger players more time to practice and develop. I'd like to hear each coach's philosophy or how you, how you go about that. Yeah, we, we, we try to get uh, as many reps as we can for our young players. We've been fortunate to have, I don't know how many mid-years are in there, 14, 15 guys that have come in, not to mention the ones who didn't play this year that were already on the team. So uh, if we have enough people, we try to get ones, twos, and threes reps uh, throughout this time. There's times we can't get all the threes in there because we're down a little bit, <clears throat> our other numbers and our health. Uh, but I love watching those guys play. And we try to balance out the reps because we feel like our, our ones have had a lot of reps throughout the year. So we'll do a lot more periods with more balance to get those guys almost an extra spring practice. And I think it's had a great impact on our program for the last three years to get these extra practices, even the extra game, you know, after this one, the last two years to kind of get those guys uh, more prepared for next season. Yeah, we, um, very similar, we tried to take the, the first five practices, um, you know, from the, the weekends after the championship week, uh, you know, during recruiting, uh, we, we were practicing on those weekends and really kind of did them like developmental practices, uh, you know, allowed uh, your, our older guys that had played a lot, you know, they, they got the individual work, they had some, some speed on speed, uh, but really the focus was on uh, those guys that didn't get as many reps throughout the, throughout the year and to, uh, to help, you know, continue to build the, fun, the fundamentals, the focus, you know, continue to build 
build upon the concepts of, of what we do. Um, and I thought, it was, I thought it was really beneficial. And, uh, you know, as decisions were made uh, you throughout bowl season, I mean, I think those practices were huge for us uh, with some of the guys that are now going to, that were in those developmental practices are now going to get opportunity to impact in this game. And, you know, it, it goes back to that, to, to that statement. You never know, you know, when your number's going to be called, but you have to be ready for it. So make sure that the work through the process is preparing you for ultimately what you want to be and, and uh, you know, being ready when, that, when your number is called. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Last row on the right. Brandon Adams from Dog Nation. This question's for Kirby. You know, Georgia's a program that has a lot of rivals. Florida State, historically, not really been one of those. The two teams just haven't played very much. But a lot of recruiting battles throughout the years. Being from Bainbridge, you kind of know the way fan base sort of intermingled down there, the, both sides. With the expanded playoff coming up, the chance for more meetings in the future, could you see this Georgia-Florida State rivalry perhaps grow a little bit, kind of reflecting what kind of typically goes on between the two programs, recruiting maybe more battles on the field coming up in future years? Yeah, that, that, that's already happened. I mean, uh, we, we, we go, they go into South Georgia more than they probably used to, and um, that's an area that we take a lot of pride in. So we, we bump heads down there all throughout Jacksonville, Tallahassee. We got kids playing from Tallahassee and South Florida, and they got kids playing from Atlanta. So uh, that's definitely the case and probably will um, uh, continue to happen, especially with the, the playoff format that will kick in next year. Second row on the left. Mark Weiser, Athens Banner Herald. Uh, Kirby, I want to ask you about Malachi Starks, a two-year starter, made a bunch of All-American teams. Where do you see his game as he begins his third season after this bowl in terms of areas where he can improve and get better? Uh, I think bigger, stronger um, in the weight room. Uh, he's dealt with some shoulder injuries and some dings. Uh, it's going to be really important for him uh, to maintain his weight and stay up. He's a really good athlete. He's uh, got the ability to play man-to-man. -man. He could probably go play corner if we asked him to because uh, he's, he's a track kid in high school that had good track numbers, uh, great ball skills, um, but he also uh, has size. So we, we want him to maintain that 200 pounds and continue to fill uh, weak side B gap. He does a great job of that. He's a, he's a he's a really good football player. Second row on the right. Hey Mike, Zach Klein again from Channel Two in Atlanta. Uh, when the dust settles, 
And if Florida State is the only undefeated team remaining, should you and Florida State consider themselves national champions? You know, I mean, I think that as things go on the field, you've got to control what you can control on the field. Um, you know, we, we were not presented the opportunity to, to go play in the college football playoff, um, you know, for, for, for that decision. I mean, we get a chance to go compete against Georgia to try to win the Orange Bowl. And, uh, you know, that would be an, an incredible feat uh, for our football team to be able to go, you know, 14-0 uh, throughout the course of the season, throughout the things that we've had to face. I mean, it's, uh, you know, right now that's the focus. And, uh, you know, ultimately that is, that's what's in front of us. And, you know, that's, that's all we've talked about. Connor Riley, Dog Nation, this is for Kirby. Uh, is there a status update on Amarius Mims and Damon Wilson? Yeah, Damon had a, a scope done, uh, and um, he's with us, and he's out there. He's not practicing. Um, Amarius is here and uh, going to be with us today. First row on the left. Irish NFL, Warchant.com. Uh, Mike, you, there's been a lot of talk about the production of players that might not be available in this game. Have you seen any um, of the players who are going to be in expanded roles taking on more leadership? Maybe guys who didn't have that opportunity during the regular season. No, absolutely. And uh, you know, you know, leadership's not about a speech. It's it's about what you do when you step on the field, what you're doing in the meeting rooms, how you're approaching each and every day. Um, you know, there's plenty of people that want to talk, but if your actions don't don't follow that up, then nobody's really going to listen. And what what I've been pleased with is you know just the way that guys have approached the work that they've that they've had, and now that they are getting more of an opportunity, uh, you know, to see them work to encourage to push. Uh, you know, when you sit there and look at a lot of guys on our offensive line, I mean, guys that, that do have the experience, and you know, you know, obviously are, are veterans within what we're what we're doing. I think they've done a great job with it. Uh, you know, some of those skilled players you mentioned, Jakai. You know, a couple guys that uh, um, you know are really pushing to elevate the, you know themselves to be supportive of some of the guys maybe don't have as much. But, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think the leadership is, has come through the work. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, our guys all respect within each other. You know, Cheyenne Brown there in the defensive backfield, I think, has really done a, a nice job of, uh, you know, trying to, 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 you know, elevate himself. You know, Kalen Deloach, who's one of our, our great players, I mean, he's, uh, he's done a wonderful job, you know, throughout this bowl season as, as he's playing his last game as, as a Seminole. And then, you know, a couple of those, those guys on the defensive front have really been, uh, been impactful. First row on the right. It's very Coach Smart, Sudo Upadea, Fox 5 Atlanta. Um, talking to Coach Hartley, he mentioned Carson has been just making next-level throws. It's a different type of bowl prep for him. And when we spoke to him, he talked about how he, he's not really interested in the activities going on this week. He wants to watch film, wants to go to practice. What have you seen from him since he announced his return and really in bowl prep? Uh, I would say more pressure lifted off of him um, instead of carrying that burden of that decision. He, he wanted to get that over and focus on the uh, Orange Bowl and didn't want to have to, you know, answer questions about that down here. He wanted to be at his best. He wanted to lead his team. And I uh, thought that was a good decision. Uh, in terms of his leadership, he's one of our, uh, our better leaders. He does it in a different way than most people. He's very poised and calm, um, very pleased with his leadership. In the rear. As on HunterVandyWarchant.com, question for Coach Norvell. Uh, Coach, your players have been very honest about the pain they'll carry with them, their careers, the rest of their lives, about not being able to be rewarded for that resume that you guys put together. Is there a, is there a plan in place to make sure that doesn't linger in a negative way for you in this program? Because they said they're going to carry with them for a long time. Yeah, go play the game. Go, go fulfill being the best that you can possibly be in all things that are ahead of you. Um, you, know, you, you. There's a lot of experiences that you're going to learn from in life. 
and what you do with those experiences are going to dictate what your future is going to be. Uh, we get an opportunity to play Georgia in Orange Bowl, and this is an, it's an exciting game. It's a great opportunity uh, as we go through and get into the offseason, and we get to continue to elevate this program uh, to, to where it deserves to be. And, you know, going, going undefeated you know, uh, up to this point, I mean, it's been, it's been a wonderful, uh, you know, ride for our, for our program, but, you know, we still haven't accomplished, you know, all that's in front of us. And, you know, it's about the work. It's about, the, you know, the response. It's about the, the way that our guys uh, will continue to improve. You know, a lot of our guys are going to take in that step to the, to the National Football League, uh, you know, here in the near future and you know will they still you know have the pain and the hurt from uh you know maybe choices that were made absolutely but uh, you know they could they could still focus on going to be the best they can be and uh you know they will they will find situations in the future that you know this experience will help them you know manage through and uh, to help them throughout the course of their lives if they if they take advantage of it second row on the right will mcroom wvfs tallahassee coach smart uh, I wanted to ask about uh, a couple of guys who had dealt with injuries for a lot of the year and uh, in Lab McConkie and Kendall Milton and, you know, could have sat out this game but pretty much immediately decided that they were going to play for sure. What has their leadership meant, not only in the lead-up to this game, but this season as a whole? Yeah, both those guys have been uh, just stalwarts. I mean, they, they, it's not just this year. They led last year, the year before that, Kendall and uh, Lad are two of the most – loyal Bulldogs that we'll ever have. Um, they, they've played on special teams. Uh, they've, they've, they create toughness in the way they practice. Uh, they've both been through some injuries, um, and they both bounced back from those, and they never hesitated. I mean, Kendall played his best football at the end of the year and really came on and had some, some really good games, and he wants to go out on top. So it was important to him to come out and play in this game. And then Ladd has battled injuries all year and hasn't been able to practice much. Uh, but he, he gives us what he's got. And uh, we know if we can get him to game day healthy, that he's a, he's a really good player. Fourth row on the left. Jordan Silversmith, Tomahawk Nation. Coach Norvell, can you talk about how Daryl Jackson has looked in practice and how excited he is for this game? No, Daryl's been great. Uh, you know, this is you know, that's a great example of somebody that uh, you know. Unfortunately, at the beginning of the year, um, it was was uh, was denied an opportunity uh, to play this season uh, due the to the tr to the two-time transfer, which now apparently has changed. So, uh, you know, it's it it's a great example of control the things you can control. And Daryl has brought a smile to his face throughout the course of this season. He has worked his butt off uh, to 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 be in position. You know, we knew once we got to the postseason uh, that he, is, he would be eligible to play, and uh, you know, that's been our focus. And, you know, I've challenged him, you know, throughout the year, and, you know, he's, he is, you know, he's done everything in his power. And so, you know, he's, he's excited about it. You know, he's got plenty of game experience under his belt. Um, but, you know, there's going to be some, some nerves, some, some uh, you know, some uh, you know, emotion and probably some anxiety, you know, going into this one. And, uh, you know, it's just getting out there and, and go, go and play the, the, the next snap. And, uh, but I'm definitely excited about seeing him uh, get in there and make, make an impact, uh, you know, on this game. Question on the right. Here comes a mic. Hey, Mike. I, I know in the ACC championship game, that was sort of a whirlwind for Brock. And uh, talking to Alex, it sounded like the game plan was like, don't make the big mistake that could cost us the game. Um, sort of a two-part question here. One, knowing if you knew then what you know now about how the committee was judging you, would you have approached that differently? And tried for some style points, and, and two, given that you've had more time with him in this role, do you expect a, a, 
more of the offense to be on his shoulders in this one? Well, I mean, I think you, you win a conference championship game by 10 points. I think that's pretty stylish. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, ultimately that was, uh, it was about winning the game. And, you know, I thought our defense, we had a great plan, did a, did a wonderful job. You know, we knew we couldn't make the, the big mistake, couldn't give the extra possessions. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, Brock did a good job of managing, you know, that uh, throughout the course of the game. And, uh, you know, but, you know, that was his first start. You know, it was his first, you know, meaning, meaningful, you know, reps throughout a, uh, throughout a game, you know, in, in that type of situation. So, you know, he will be better from that. And, you know, the, as we jump into this one, this is his first week that he's come into a game week knowing that he's, he's the starter. And, you know, we're able to – to plan things, uh, you know, accordingly to certain strengths that he has, and uh, you know, get get uh, enough repetitions of, of the things that we expect to see, and then also some of the things that might be unexpected that we see, and so um, you know, that's 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 the fun of this uh, of this week for us. And you know, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, like I said, Brock, he's got great great confidence, great belief, great emotion uh, in what he brings and how he works, and just uh, you know, the, the people that are around him, how supportive they they've been. Uh, so you know, we're definitely looking forward to seeing him compete. And, and Kirby, if I could follow up on that, um, how much do you prepare for the unexpected in a situation like this versus, you know, you've got 13 games of tape on FSU that may or may not be particularly relevant to what you're doing right now? Yeah, uh, it's hard to prepare for the unexpected. That's what I've learned in coaching. I mean, there's, you can't really prepare for it. You're better off spending your time blocking and tackling and getting better at fundamentals. And that's what we try to do and uh, adjust to what we get. and. Um, try to prepare for what we've seen and, and, and use all the tape we can to, you know, have different options, different looks. Uh, try to, you know, use a lot of time between these, the games. Our, our last game, their last game, same day, and then you go all the way forward. There's a lot of things that can change and go on in kids' heads. So for us, it's been about the fundamentals and, and just trying to be better at blocking and tackling because that's what you see in bowl games. People, people don't tackle well. People don't block well. First row on the left. Yeah, Brooks also with Dogs Daily. The question's for both coaches. It seems both of you guys have uh, players that are in the portal but are participating in this football game. I'm curious how you go about coaching a player who on the surface appears to have a f in and out. We, we don't really have anybody. Who are you talking about? Kicker? No, he's not in the portal. You know, he's, he's not in the portal at all. Um, just because somebody posts that doesn't mean they're going to be in the portal. They have to go into the portal, which he's not. Um, but the kicker, Zirkles, I think he was fourth or fifth year. He just came to me and said, I'd like to see. He's probably not even going to go kick anywhere. He just wanted to see if he'd get any interest. And he had been there, and he'd gotten beaten out as the kicker. So uh, he said he wanted to stay and, and, and kick in the game. So we allowed him to do it. Yeah. And we've had some guys that have graduated, uh, you know, Florida State, and uh, you know, looking at uh, you know, maybe different opportunities and maybe more more expanded role of with for their future. And um, you know, I, the, the portal, and although it's you sit there and you can see it both ways. I mean, there's there's some things, there's some challenges that uh, of, of what it what it provides to all things with college athletics. But I mean, there are also some, some, some you know, great parts of it with, with opportunity for guys. And so uh, some guys came to me and expressed interest of uh, you know, trying to find maybe better situations you know, for them. And uh, you know, they've done everything that we've asked them to do throughout this, throughout this journey that they've been on. And so um, you know, some of them might return to Florida State, some of them might not. And, um, you know, but you know, have an opportunity to go and compete and you know, be with this team uh, to finish out what they started, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for. Here's the first of our last two questions. Last row on the right. Brandon Adams from Dog Nation. This is for Kirby again. How much momentum into an off season could a bowl win provide? Well, 
back in the day of recruiting in January, it was much more. You know, your signing class is done. Uh, everything's almost through. School starts uh, next week or January 6th or 7th for us. So it's like it, it, it can provide momentum in terms of going out to recruit the junior class. It can provide momentum in going out to the portal class. But it's probably not as much as it used to be when people signed in February. The earlier signing date provides momentum coming out of your championship games more so than the bowl games. Our last question will come from the left, the right, the rear, and we have one. Our final question. Swift Coach Kirby, uh, sorry, Tony Reese out of WTDM out of Columbus, Georgia's coach. Just talking about, uh, this is just a personal thing on the amount of talent that you've been able to pluck out of the Chattahoochee Valley and the Columbus area specifically. Just kind of how crucial has that been to your recruiting process and things of that nature? Well, it's a very fertile area. They've always had great football players out of Columbus. Dell McGee, who played there himself, does a tremendous job recruiting that area. We've had kids from both sides of the state line. Uh, it's always been a, a, a great football area. They've, they've had great football. It's really close to Auburn, so they've got footprint over there too. It's close to Tallahassee. So I think everybody goes in there to recruit really good football players, and we enjoy getting kids out of there. They, uh, they come from really good programs, and they got great toughness. It's now photo opportunity time. So we're going to uh, ask both coaches to step uh, to the area on my left to pose with the Capital One Orange Bowl trophy. As we mentioned,